2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Football. Energy drinks. Beer.
0: More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Hey, welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Chris and Big time matchup Thursday night. Raiders, or not Raiders. (laughs) Forget about the Raiders. Man. Thirty-nine point beat down the most ever in that history, but th- it was still fun. It was a lot of
2: fun. It was a
3: really
0: bad year for the Raiders to, to lose like that against your most hated rival. That's but, a really bad. But year. that was that was a fun game. I mean, there's relatively few fun games. That was a fun game. The one in easily Vegas the two most fun games of the year for as as Chiefs fan. Like, if you're not sweating it out, that's fun. Yeah, there's been a lot of sweating it out.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, you especially you live and you, die uh, at every drop. Yeah, especially when you have a team that has real expectations, it's nice. It's nice to know that the game was over after the first quarter, first play. Yeah, the first play. <laughs> you knew it was. I, I Actually, said this it's on, over when they stomped. I said this on Twitter, like th- that game was the equivalent to the Jorge Masvidal Ben Askren fight a couple years ago, where as soon as the bell rang, like. Jorge Masvidal just ran across the octagon and knee ask in the face. And the fight was over. That's, a That's exactly are. what happened on
0: Sunday in that chiefs game. I like it though. Cause I've always said, man, you know, Nick Saban talked about rap poison after that, uh, sec title game. Cause a lot of people look at it, Georgia, is that George. gonna be? Is that gonna be your new? You've said rat poison a lot. Well, the that last was the highest weeks. point spread against is, Nick Saban. He's talking about rat poison, right?
3: Is that gonna be your new term now? Whenever you talk about the Chiefs, is rat poison? Nah, you, I, I, I think there's a lot of rat.
0: I think there's a lot of rat poison out there. I like the term. I thought it was good. You love that term, dude. I do. You have been
3: using it so much since we did since that game happened and we didn't oh, show last Nick Saban. Tuesday. I blame Nick
0: Saban on rat poison.
3: Yes, you. And now that's gonna be your your word of 2021 is gonna be rat po- or words. Your phrase of 2021 is rat poison.
4: You got gave us a lot of really positive rat poison. The rat poison that you usually give us is usually fatal. But the rat
1: poison that you put out there this week was yummy. Yummy.
2: <laughs>
1: That's what I've been saying, Chris.
0: I mean, the negative stuff, it does fuel people hearing how good you are like Alabama does. They hear how good they are all the time finally people were talking about Georgia biggest underdog than Nick Saban's been three times since 08, but the biggest underdog he's been It's rat poison, man. Cause his team that had the Heisman trophy winner on it and they had all those first round picks. They did lose and Najee Harris and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle and Alex Leatherwood, you know, and they and even lost the Remington award won all their and players. To yeah. But basically, and then Bill O'Brien, you know, Nick Saban's the home for wayward coaches, right? Bill O'Brien's down there, found a home, but He enjoyed them not getting the good press. Like he enjoyed the negative energy out there. And certainly the Chiefs had a lot of rat poison to feast on. What's more dangerous, do you think? Hearing how bad you are, which this defense did, every time they turned the radio on, every time they turned the TV on, they heard about how they were holding this team down, but they did something about it. They didn't talk about it. They were about it. And they did something about it, becoming one of the best defenses in the NFL. I think when you hear how bad you are, It fuels you. Hearing how good you are, I think that can go to the head. I think it depends on the person. I think it depends on the the people. Because, like,
3: I think some people do get beat down by criticism. And so I I, I can understand that if. People are saying bad things about you.
0: You're like, oh well. well what if they're right? And let's use it to, for positive. Like and I think this like defense some people, is go, Oh, okay. I'll prove you wrong. Some people
3: get angry at it and use it as full fuel. They know how to channel that into positive. Outcome. It was yummy. But there's a lot, and that and those are the ones like, especially like if you have a team that can do that. That shows great coaching, and like that was one of the things that really makes Nick Saban such a great coach. Is that Sometimes, and the same thing with Bill Belichick, is that sometimes you got to be irrational. And you got to find things to get pissed
0: off about. Like the 14 Royals yeah. turning 15. Yeah. And when Christian Colon was on with the drive, never forget it. You know, he was talking about that one article, because there's always going to be that one naysayer. And it wasn't mainstream either, right? Because everybody loved the Royals. Yeah. They loved the Royals going in 15. Yeah. But you got to find, and that fueled them. The Royals, they lived off that in 14 and 15. They lived yeah. off, they lived off negative energy. Yeah. And, and
3: like, that's how a lot of people motivate themselves is by finding just the smallest, littlest thing where you, know, you were as, ranked in the as, NFL as top one hundred. one, or when you were, where you were drafted, you're drafted. Countdown. or like, and, and this is one of the things that we saw a lot in the last dance uh, series last year. Michael Jordan, every five minutes, was taking something personal. Yeah. And I feel the like... Meme, I, I took that personal. Every time he took something personal. Well, somebody looked was the wrong way. But that's what got him because he was so good. Exactly. Needed that negative energy. And so, like, I feel like... This was before Twitter, man. You just yes, for it. This was pre-Twitter. So if you had to really look, especially at that time in his career, if you wanted to be motivated in that factor, you had to
0: really look for it. Yeah, the written word was so important. The Newspapers, exactly. I mean, they, yeah. they lived and died off that.
3: Yeah, and so I feel like nowadays it's much easier to find that kind of stuff, but it still takes a special kind of person to take that and channel that positively because not everybody can. It, There's it, a lot of people, if some, like most people who listen to us, if they had to endure the kind of things that we endure sometimes on the text line and Twitter, they'd be like, oh my God, I don't know if I could do that. But it's just, it, it takes a special kind of person to be able to handle that and still go out there and do your job. So yeah. it, it's definitely it's smile and have fun with everything. Yeah, and so it, it, like I said, for me, uh, the Chiefs being able to take that and use that as fuel is something that I, I do find. Well, there's, really there's been impressive. plenty of
0: it. There's been plenty. Of, like Shannon Sharp, but this is after the Broncos game, right? They won five straight. This offense is a shell of what we remember it to be. Now the defense played okay, but. The Broncos had over 400 yards total offense. They couldn't tackle Javante Williams. He got whatever
4: he wanted. The after defense played okay. Whatever it was, five he was just running through tackle after tackle after tackle. So for me, no. They can't. Look, they beat the Giants, really. They beat Green Bay with Jordan Love. They beat the Raiders. think they got the Raiders again coming up. Cowboys and the Broncos. Nah. Mm. They can't get back to the Super Bowl. Really? No.
0: And that is your preseason pick. That was my preseason Yeah To so win it all. Yep. Correct? Mm-hmm. So you're done with them. Awesome. I'm, I'm not done, but I don't believe they can get back. Given the, what I've seen <laughs> thus far. Skip, this is not a one game. This is not two games. No. Nope. This is a season. I've seen more games like what they played last night as opposed to more games than what I saw against Philly and Washington. And that was after winning five straight, which is now six straight. He's off the bandwagon. I I, I wouldn't let him and Ryan Clark, (laughs) these guys, they would not get back on the bus, man.
3: That doesn't sound like someone that's off the bandwagon. He said, like, Skip tried to, like, get him and say like, so you don't think this team can, you don't think this team he, he can, can win my Super pick anymore, but he's like, they're not my pick anymore, but he didn't want to say officially that there's no chance in hell that they're going to get there. He didn't really want to say that because I think he knows that he's trying, I've said this for the last couple of weeks now. People are trying to hedge their bets with the Chiefs because the Chiefs aren't winning sexy. We're used to teams winning sexy in college football. Except for last week. Except for last week, yeah. They're, 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 and, and, and the other Raiders game. They usually don't win sexy, but people are trying to hedge their bets just in case they're wrong on the Chiefs because everybody's like, oh, Chiefs, it's their, It's either them or the Bills. Now The Bills look like trash since they won the Super Bowl in week five, and now... The, the chiefs are winning, but they're not doing it sexy. So people are like, they're kind of like trying to dip their toe in the water, but not actually jump all the way in because they're afraid of being wrong about the chiefs. And so I feel like nowadays, this is what all the media people are doing. And as soon as, if the chiefs get back to the AFC championship game, if they get the one seed and they get the buy, everybody's going to be back on the chiefs bandwagon. percent. Here's the good news.
5: This is good news. As the league told uh, its clubs really just a couple minutes ago, the salary cap is expected to be as high as it can go based on the agreement between the NFL and the NFLPA reached before the season $208.2 million. That is a dramatic uptick from last year, more than $25 million more. And, of course, last year's salary cap was because of so much of the revenue shortfall due to COVID-19, no fans in the stand, lack of local revenue, Obviously, that has all come around this year with full stadiums, with local revenue mostly back, the TV deals in place for 10 years. The salary cap, $208.2 million. So what does that mean, MJ? It means this offseason, teams are going to be able to spend. Players are going to be able to get paid. This is all very good news for, I would say, everyone involved in the NFL.
0: That's what the Chiefs are banking on. You know, when you talk about Tyron Manthey, will he get that extension out? These are things, Bohm's. Gonna start kicking in here with the money. These are big things. It was 182 million last year, or this year? Excuse me, 182 million. It was 188 the year before, so it's a big increase for the NFL in the salary cap. I feel like this has been the rumor that's going to go to the 208, but it became official tonight. (laughs) I think the same night that 75 guys are on the COVID list, let's spank them with something good, Chris. Let's spark them with something good. In only NFL fashion, let's throw out the money. We're giving them a ton of money because our flagship game on Thursday Night Football, which, by the way, the NFL Network is at SoFi. It's where they move their their headquarters to. Get the Chiefs and Chargers going first place. It's actually a good Thursday night game. But now you have stars not playing in it. Now you have an outbreak all across this league. 75 guys I mentioned on the COVID protocol list from yesterday to today. Doesn't mean they won't play. Sunday it means that they uh, they get a, they get uh, nose propped uh, quite a bit uh, in the next couple of days. But again, they could play or couldn't play. But again, the NFL's got this problem. This is a major problem. They haven't had this kind of people on the list even going back to last year. This was good news for teams to get for fans to get that their team can no longer sandbag and cry salary cap, cry lost revenue from last year with no fans. Now you got the cash. I think this is uh, the NFL knows how to play things. They know the old evening news dump. They know how to make people happy. Usually these are Friday night news dumps, but not this, man. You want to put this out early in the week because it's good news. When they have all this bad news, this was good news for them to tweet about.
3: Yeah, they well needed played it. NFL. They needed it. I mean,
0: oh, they got especially it, man. after We're the last about players played in the game yeah, Thursday, no, the last 36
3: hours, you've have like, you know, was it like f- over 50 players testing almost 60 players, 75, 75 players testing positive or, or in the COVID protocol,
0: 75 last two days.
3: Yeah. It's That's not, not
0: including the ones already in there.
3: Exactly. So it's not good. It's not been good for them. And you certainly are starting to think now that that Thursday might game might be in some jeopardy as far as going off the way it does. And do you certainly hope that uh, no more key players end up testing positive and end up being held out of this game? <laughs> this is
0: finger cross season, man. Yeah. Like, like, like I don't I, again. I get these notifications from Schefter. That wasn't good news. I got one from my phone. It's like a text message says, yeah, it said uh, 75 players. It's like, I right, bad news. Then I get another one that says, Oh, salary cap goes, all right, it's good news again, but I, but I don't want to look at my phone. <laughs> Like, I, but I have to, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I I've been
3: sitting there just like, ah, no Chiefs players, no Chiefs players, and then yesterday Josh Gordon news, and now you've got the you've got the Chris Jones news, and we're just sitting there like, nobody else, nobody else. But like, we know there's a good chance. Hurry up and play the other. game, man. Yeah. We're just
0: just get it on, man.
3: And at, at this point, we talked about this last hour. You got to think. That pushing this game back could be in play if more players start testing positive on both teams. Because at this point, you got to think that it's hard to believe that just these three guys now between the two teams. That's why you crush your fingers. This week, they're very are, popular are are players. to do up. with a
0: lot of people. but And that's their whole offensive line. It they're less starting left tackle. Yeah. And you got Chris Jones, a resurgent Chiefs defense. So Saturday, they do have two games slated. The NFL is going to play Saturday games the next two weeks. So there is. The Browns and Colts, by the way, get two Saturday games in a row. but So they do have Saturday still available. Sunday, of course, is available. But they got to do it within the week. they got to do it within the NFL week, not yeah. push beyond. And the NFL said that uh, you take the L if it's because of you or four-footing. But right now, it's on, man. Because right now the Chiefs just have two guys. Chargers have somebody coming back in Keenan Allen. Rashawn Slater's out at this point. We don't know what's going to happen by Thursday night, if he'll get back or not. I think it serves them well if they're at home then I had to worry about traveling, not doing those kind of things. I think that the way this week is that's another major advantage playing a home game for the Chargers this week. And I know last year That's a road game. The basically. road games won. The road teams won more than for the first time since the merger. The road teams won more games than than yeah. not. Yeah. But again, I think if you're home, you're isolated, you have control of your situation is better than hopping on an airplane and seeing what happens. But regardless, uh, again, it's good to, good time for the Chargers to have home game. But it doesn't lessen how big this game is for the Kansas City Chiefs. we we'll talk to lead analyst at ArrowheadPride.com coming up at 730. But coming up next, the Chargers had some interesting things to say, especially their coaches, about how they're not buying into the Chiefs' early season struggles. They see a completely different team. We have that next.
3: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
0: Hey, welcome back to Big Night. Checking in with the Arrowhead Pride. Coming up here with Ron Kopp, lead the analyst at 730. I told you my notifications, right? I got another Chiefs notification, right? This is Tom Pelissero. Had Chiefs in there, right? Chiefs are signing kicker Elliot Fry to the practice squad. You'll say Hugh? Elliot Fry. That sounds sort
3: of like a name of like a CPU-generated kicker on Madden. Well, he's
0: been on, he's been on six teams since 2019, including the EAF, Orlando Apollos. Well, Ernest Johnson, for the Browns uh, played for them. By the way, this just on the practice squad as a precaution, which makes a ton of sense. Because, <laughs> what happens if your kicker goes down with COVID or something or protocols? You gotta have a kicker. So this makes perfect sense for all teams to do something like this. He's been on and off the Falcons' practice squad all season. They've been kind of holding him, you know, for whatever COVID insurance type of deal. But this is what teams are dealing with. You're dealing with putting your backup quarterback in bubble wrap. You're doing a bunch of different things, but this is another thing that teams are doing. This is actually an important thing because sometimes kick Chris games do come down to the kicker with extra points and and field goals.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So they're not
0: saying anything's wrong with Harrison Butker. This is insurance.
3: Yeah. But considering how many people we we we've seen in the league, Getting co- put into COVID protocol. Get your kicker, man. Stash him. You gotta wonder if the Chiefs are like. Mm.
0: Well, you got to be careful with anything. Exactly. At this point, at this and point one position you don't have depth in, so you got to find a kicker. Exactly. So, so well, I, whether anything happens or not, it's just precautionary insurance if something does. Yeah,
3: yeah. At the very least, is that you gotta, you definitely got to think now, like considering the fact that the Chiefs already have two players in it. You gotta wonder if there's gonna be any
0: more, and certainly we're not gonna be sitting around hoping that happens. Or, well, it's it's but, like last year in a COVID year. I mean, it's the coaches. You you're not surprised by the coach like Andy Reid, yeah. You know, doing well and getting to the Super Bowl because he's good with dealing with distractions. He handled it. It's yeah. no wonder Nick Saban won in college football last year at Alabama because he's good at handling yeah. distractions. Yeah. So it's no wonder that strong organizational teams thrive during pandemics.
3: Yeah, and they, makes sense.
0: And they. N-
3: they definitely have handled this very well. They haven't had any big issues with it. Haven't had any potential. Yeah, knock on wood. Haven't had any potential games get canceled or anything. So, and this year, this is the first time they've really had an outbreak like this. It's a lot so. of wood
0: knocking, man. A lot
3: of wood like knocking. Like I, you, I don't even know this real wood man, I'm scared to look at my phone, here. man. I know,
0: dude. I hate
3: seeing Chiefs I, on Tom Pelissero yeah. or James Palmer. It's like, what's next, man? Yeah,
0: because they're just waiting, man. They're circling like vultures, man, waiting for some more news to come out about. This oh yeah, game.
3: I'm I'm pretty sure Chargers fans are like, oh come on, more players for the uh, Chiefs come out.
0: That's what they're, they're what they're saying. But the, Joe, the Lomb-
3: Chargers fan, not Chargers <laughs> fans, the Charger fan,
0: Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator for the Chargers, did talk today, and he's not buying into the early season Chiefs because his defense completely different than the one he saw in Kansas City.
4: Again, there's always sample sizes, you know. Sometimes I think we can. See a couple games and feel like, oh, you know, this team stinks, and maybe it just uh, they're, they just hit some bad luck, or you know, had a couple of bad performances. You know, I um, and obviously they've been playing really good lately. You know, I don't think maybe I think maybe they were not as bad as people were saying early in the year, um, but they have gotten better. Um, I think they're executing better. I think you know, getting um, you know, healthy has.
2: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Help them. Um, they're playing the run a lot better. And, um, you know, it's a, you know, I think it's been a top five defense over the last few weeks. And so it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, I know Steve from his time in New Orleans. I know he's a good football coach and he's got those guys playing really well.
0: Yeah. Speggs does get to this time of year. He turns it on like he knows. He's like, you know, I don't think there's as bad as they heard the noise. I don't think they're as bad as what people are saying about them. Like, because everybody was. Remember? Mahomes is broken. This team sucks. This defense sucks. I mean, they've had more things said about them than any other team that's sitting with the third seed right now. Yeah. With nine wins. Yeah. And like, with the six game winning streak. The
3: very best team. And this is is how you know the Raiders are not a very well coached team because, like, they understand that you got to show respect, especially to the really good opponent. Because you don't want to give them any extra motivation, and you don't want to look silly by disrespecting them and then going out and losing. Yeah. So this the, the Chargers, of all the teams that the Chiefs have played this year, the Chargers have probably been the most respectful of the Chiefs. You, you hear them talk after them, like Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler talked so much about how they needed to be aggressive. They needed to go for it on fourth down. They needed to go for two because they knew that they cannot they him let and Mike up. Mike Williams because they wanted to keep 15 on the sideline. Exactly. Very transparent
0: with they what they're, they're trying to do. They knew
3: it, and they were open and honest, and, and they knew that they cannot take the Chiefs lightly. They have been incredibly respectful of the Kansas City Chiefs, and like that is how you know that they are well coached because – well coached teams. We've seen this with Andy Reid. His his eight years with the team. Now he always comes out, even against bad teams, even against teams like the Raiders. Oh, it's a it's a good football team. We look forward to the challenge of playing them. And that right there, from what we've heard from her from the Chargers this year,
0: you can tell like that's a team that takes the Chiefs seriously. Oh, well, they do because they're worried about Mahomes. And I think some I think these teams are all doing it, and they're they're not they're overlooking this defense. They're overlooking the defense in the last seven games, giving up 13 points a game. I think they're overlooking. They included the Titans game too, by the way, when they scored 27 the last six games, yeah, 10.8 <laughs> 8 points per game. I mean, four to the last five, 10 points or less. I mean, no one's done this in the NFL except for the 2014 Chargers. So I keep hearing about these things. I'll address this text we got from the Jay Southland Toast Service text line, and I recommend people uh, sending your messages in or calling, whatever you want to do. But uh, everyone high on New England, who have they beat? Well, They beat the Browns 45-7, to and obviously the Browns are contender right now for the playoffs. It could be in first place. Half their team was hurt that game. With the way the Ravens are going at this point, they beat the Falcons 25. And then their defense has been fantastic. And they just beat the Bills by throwing three passes. And oh, by the way, they beat the Chargers, too, in Los Angeles, 27-24. to The Patriots are fine. They're going forward. It's organizational. It's it's two of the uh, top five coaches and wins all time. With Belichick and Andy Reid still going strong, getting better. They're on a seven-game winning streak. Chiefs are on six. Again, you're the Ravens. You're going backwards. Look at their schedule. It's ridiculous how tough their schedule is going forward where Cleveland can actually win this division because they have they lost the Ravens, had a bye, then beat the Ravens in like three weeks. Two out of three. Their, uh, the last two opponents were the, were the Baltimore Ravens. They beat them one of those games. And with Cincinnati, they're kind of – uh, we'll wait and see who's going to win that division, but Cleveland's still, and they have eight guys on the COVID list right now. So I don't know how viable they're going to be if they can't. get I, mean, guys I don't even right. know if they're viable if they're if, they're, well, if they don't I'll have. I'm just saying. I mean, there. the Patriots are legit. I mean, it's a legit organization. That team's actually getting better, just like the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up next, though, Ron Kopp, lead analyst, ArrowheadPride.com.
2: This is Bank at Night on your
3: home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports
0: Radio. This is Mitch Holtz's Catch Me Every Friday Morning at 730 right here on 610 Sports Radio. So many good things with this game on Thursday night. So many bad things as well with this game on Thursday night. Chiefs and Chargers joining us now, the lead analyst at Arrowhead Pride, Ron Kopp, who's going to be a big part of Arrowhead Pride Radio tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. Don't forget that's at 6 o'clock. We'll check in with Pete in Los Angeles as well at 615. Ron, Good evening.
6: Good evening, Jay. I am excited for tomorrow,
0: too. It's going to be a fun day. It's going to be fun, uh, depending on the news. Now, I, I was telling Chris, <laughs> you know, that, uh, that you know, I, I get these notifications from Shafter and Rampaport. And I just crossed my fingers they're not Chiefs related like the Chris Jones news when it came out today because the phone was flooded, you know, then with with notifications with Chris Jones and the protocol. And then, of course, Elliot Fry signing tonight, a backup kicker to the practice squad, which I'm okay with. We'll start. We'll start with Jones, and we'll get to the kicker here in a second. But first of all, Chris Jones in the protocol. We don't know if he's going to play Thursday night or not. I mean, it's a. It's not looking good, to be honest with you. He's got to test negative twice, and since Thursday, and time is at a premium at this point. No, Rashawn Slater for the Chargers at this point. They're starting left tackle. Can the Chiefs slow down Justin Herbert, make him feel uncomfortable if Chris Jones doesn't play?
6: You know, last time they played, actually, the theme of the game, in my opinion, from the defensive side, was actually that the coverage was so uh, just, I guess, bad, I guess is is the word, that Justin Herbert was getting rid of the ball so quick. The pass rush had no effect at all, even when they were winning. I mean, he had a pretty good game that day in terms of beating blocks, but it just seemed like none of his pressures ever, you know, made an impact because Herbert had the ball before Jones could get there, so... That is going to change this week. Obviously, Chararius Ward didn't play last game. Fenton was not in the rotation like he is now. Although I know he's been dealing with some injuries as well. So, yeah, I think I think if the coverage can improve, we also see that the Chargers are dealing with some receiver stuff. So, if the coverage can be a little more improved, it will hopefully you know allow the pass rush to have a better impact than it did last time. But without Jones, man, that is a huge blow. Jones has been leading the NFL in pressure since week eight. Um, Ever since he got moved back to the defensive tackle position, he's been one of the best defensive players in the entire league. And, you know, as as good as Clark and Ingram have looked in recent weeks, man, it's really really Jones' presence that has allowed them to, to turn that into production. And so that's going it is going to be tough, man. You know, Herbert, if he has no pressure on him, he's, he's a good enough player to take advantage of no Jones.
0: Yeah. Since week eight, Chris Jones leads the NFL in pressures with 39. Frank Clark, actually fifth with 28 since then. Of course, Jones had 10 against the Raiders, Frank Clark eight. So 18 pressures between those two guys. And I will say this, you know, everybody's been talking nationally and everything about Chris Jones. Now he's on the inside rest easy. This is where he belongs. Uh, All i got to say is not so fast, because last week he was outside 23 snaps inside 16, so this whole notion that he's only played inside, that's just not true.
6: Yeah, and, and I think they're they're mixing it up a lot more. I think uh, for a while it was just full-time defensive tackle, um, but I think Spagnuolo is just really in his bag right now. There's plays where Ingram is on the inside and Jones on the outside on the same play in a pass rush. Yeah,
0: I've noticed that Ingram kind of does it where he wants, right? I mean, he's kind of got the green light to do whatever.
6: Yeah, Ingram has always been a very versatile player in terms of being able to play off-ball. I mean, he could he could be a Sam linebacker. You obviously don't get the, the same upside from, from other linebackers in terms of, like, being able to cover and all that. But he could do it because he is comfortable in an off-ball position. And so, yeah, you can, you can kind of move him around and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I think Spags is just really dialing it up, mixing it up in terms of, you know, pass rush packages, whether it's blitzes, whether it's just where they ha- he has different defensive linemen on the field. And yeah, I think I think the the fact that Jones is still able to be utilized outside is still important because I I think you know an offensive line just not knowing where Jones is going to be on a particular snap, not having a plan for hey on this third down he's going to be at the free check, so let's plan to do this every third down. No, hey, one you know maybe he is at on the outside one play, and then maybe he's on at the nose tackle one play. You know, it's it, that mix up is really going to give offensive line confusion as they try to, you know, call the right protections each play. So I like Spag's mixing it up, and Jones' versatility allows him to. But either way, he's still the best at the inside. I think that's well-established at this point.
0: Yeah, it's it's why I think he's the uh, he's the MVP for me for this football team at this point. But what do you think of the Chiefs? Uh, they send a kicker earlier Friday to their practice squad. It makes complete sense to me as insurance because – That's the other thing, man. These games come down to kicks all the time. Field goals are extra points. You see it in the league all the time. If you're not going to win comfortably, you better have a good kicker. And the Chiefs have relied on Harrison Butker, drilling those 50 yards plus. Matter of fact, they've never had more in one season than what they do right now with Harrison Butker and long-distance field goals. But to me, you think about guys that can go down on COVID, and as I said, 75 guys now on the COVID list from the last two days. Um, This makes perfect sense to me to go grab another kicker before somebody else does.
6: Yeah, right? I mean, this, I think it's, first of all, you know, you hear the word Elliot and Chiefs kicker, and it, it kind of gives Oh, you yeah.
0: You should have brought that up, man. I was letting that go. Uh,
6: that was my first thought, but, no, I, I think it is just the Chiefs being ahead of the game. Hey, you know, the NFL right now, it is insane, the amount of COVID issues that are happening. The Chiefs are dealing with it themselves. You know, Josh Gordon testing positive, and then Ch- Jones, obviously, we don't know his exact situation, but he's in the protocol. So, yeah, might as well grab a kicker. Harrison Butker had to make... Was it three fifty-yard field goal attempts last year in LA to win that game? Obviously, one didn't count, but he ended up winning, you know, making the other one anyway. um, Yeah, this this is a game where, you know, indoors, you know, you you trust maybe it's a little easier for a kicker that you just signed off the squad if that has to has to happen. You know, an indoor place, you know, all that turf that'll, you know, that's a a better situation for a kicker coming right in if he has to. You know, maybe better than like an outdoor game in, in the winter, all that.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, he's been uh, unbelievable for this team. And, again, there's nothing that's happened there. It's just more of an insurance type of deal for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you think about, Ron, I mean, going back to 2014 against the Seahawks, the only team that's gone four to five weeks keeping people under 10 points. I mean, I never thought I'd see this with the Chiefs. And since, you know, the last seven games, including the Titans game, they're still under 14 points a game, last six. 10.5 uh, uh, points a game, last 310 points a game. I mean, how good do you think this defense is? Because I was singing its praises after training camp, and I didn't know what happened week three or week, week, week three and four with this team. I was like, well, where's that defense I saw at training camp? You were up there. You saw this defense play. In your wildest imagination, you'd think they'd be this good?
6: Well, I maybe I don't want to say this good maybe because they're as dominant as, as you could imagine, right? And, and like we're saying, maybe not even imaginable. But I did shout out Cino. He he did allow me on your airwaves uh, back in August, and I and I proclaimed that this would be the best defense in the c Side Molo era. And it took a while, but I think that's true. I think I think we've proven that at this point. Oh, I think you're
0: right. He said the same thing. I said even going to his, Andy Reid's best in Kansas City, and that was including some of those Bob Sutton early on defenses.
6: Right, and I, and I think, honestly, the difference there is, is yeah, I think I think this team has a little more talent, and I think Spag is just a, a better general defensive coordinator than, than Bob Sutton ever was. Um, but, yeah, I, I, to go back to the defense in its current day, you know, I think one thing I haven't – I don't know why no, no one's really mentioned it. It seems like no one's mentioned it, so maybe someone has, but the defense hasn't allowed a meaningful touchdown since the game against the Raiders in Vegas. The last two games – those touchdowns, you know, the touchdown they gave up in each game came late in the game when the game was pretty much decided anyway. And then they didn't allow the Cowboys to score a touchdown in that game. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous that the defense is not really allowed when the game is actually, you know, in, in competition and still, you know, waiting to be decided. The defense hasn't allowed a touchdown in almost a month now. I mean, that's just... Mind-boggling.
0: Yeah, it was garbage yeah. touchdowns. When I mean, you think about the last five weeks, they've only given up five touchdowns, garbage time or not. I mean, you go back to that Packers game, when you look at the five, they give up one to the Packers, two to the Raiders, that's three. None of the Cowboys, those are all field goals. One of the Broncos, one to the Raiders, that's only five touchdowns in the last five weeks. Insane. And, of course, some of them came at garbage time. Yeah,
6: and, and the other thing, too, with, with the recent surge is, is they're creating turnovers. They're, they're creating their own turnover luck. That- um, this it's, it's funny, I heard, you know, shout out Rocky McDonough. He always does the Arrowhead post postgame shows uh, with Steven Sturdo right after the game. Check it out if you're looking for some postgame reaction. Yeah. He, mentioned, he mentioned it, that the Raiders actually played like the Chiefs were playing, you know, uh, in, that, in that short stretch of the season, kind of early to the middle of the season, where just turnover after turnover, you, couldn't, you know, they couldn't get out of their own way. And the defense just not being able to stop anything, and not really helping their offense, like you know, continues to turn the ball over. That's what the Chiefs looked like almost, you know, two months ago. And and now they've turned it all all the way around to this. Um, it just kind of shows you that, you know, all that turnover luck that it really is turnover luck. It's called that for a reason. You know, there, there's bad turnover luck and there's good turnover luck. Chiefs, you know, you got to say it. You know, obviously it's on their own doing, but they really had some bad turnover luck for most of the season, and now you're seeing it kind of regress to the mean. Where now in these past, I think since week eight, they're plus 10 in turnover margin, which is the best in the NFL. It just kind of shows that 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 trend was never going to go all season. It was going to correct at some
0: point. Yeah, they've been insane. Back to even now. I mean, they were one of the worst teams right. in turnover ratio down to even now. 23 takeaways, 23 giveaways. Of course, only seven touchdowns in the last six games. When you look at this game on paper, the offensive charge is very similar to the Chiefs. They're both averaging 27 points a game. Clear. You know, the Chiefs pass off at six. There's his fifth. Run offense, 16 for the Chiefs, 20 for the Chargers. The weather Where the Chiefs do separate themselves, though, is third down percentage. They're first in the NFL. Chargers fifth, not too bad. But they're third on fourth down. Chargers ninth. So they're very good at crunching. And so is the defense, by the way. Defensively, the Chiefs are 12th on third down percentage, getting much better each and every week. But – so so similar offensively. The biggest difference, though, is that Chargers run defense. I mean, it's thirty-first in the NFL. They gave up one thirty-six to the Giants. That's even with Glennon starting. Thinking that's what they were going to have to do, but that's a that's like a major weakness for the Chargers. Twenty-six in the NFL and points against. So is it, on par with the Chiefs. Is their offense? Um, their total offense sits up. Uh, sixth in the NFL. The Chiefs are fourth, so Chiefs are a little bit better in total yardage, but that defense is such a liability for that team. I don't know how far they can get. Now, clearly, if they win this game, they're looking in the driver's seat for the uh, division.
6: Yeah, man. When i coming into the year, you hear names like Derwin James and Joey Bosa, and you're like, oh, man, this defense has to be good, right? I mean, even uh, Chris Harris, Jr., the former Denver Bronco, well, you know, obviously some injuries have happened among some of their starters, but they just really don't have many, many, you know, quality, you know, um, above average good players the, behind those two I just mentioned. They do have some good pieces still, don't get me wrong, but just not the, the, the same type of talent that um, I kind of just, you know, in your head, you see, like I said, Joe Dosa, Derwin James, like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a great defense. But no, they, they're really soft, man. They're kind of, they're a soft run defense. They get run over all the time. The Chiefs did it in that week three game. You know, Clyde gets 100 yards on about nearly, it was 5.9 yards per carry. And that just kind of shows you how easily that was able to get done because the Chiefs were down most of that game. They shouldn't have probably been running as much as they probably did, and they were still able to get 100 yards to fly it on the ground. I think it was a prime opportunity, especially with Lucas Niang, uh, looking like he's trending back. He obviously played last week as a backup and actually got in the game later in the game. So if he can kind of get back in the starting lineup at right tackle, I know Wiley's been serviceable, but Niang's still the better player. And that's really going to help the run offense. So because Niang is a hell of a run blocker. He actually sprung Derek Gore's uh, touchdown run last week. If you look closely, uh, it was Niang's block that kind of made it happen. So I think if Niang gets back, in this offensive line is really, you know, it's already in a good groove as it is. And that was only their third game together against the Chargers. That first time around, this game they're going to be a lot more together. And man, that run offense could really carry the Chiefs with the way the Chargers' run defense looked lately. And they should take advantage of that. They shouldn't shy away from, from taking advantage of that
0: if you're the Chiefs. Hey, Ron, final question for you. And hey, by the way, the Chargers, after the Chiefs, they play the Texans, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Listen, the Broncos did beat the Chargers uh, at ease. I brought down Gilbert Manzano, who's from the Orange County Register. Something Spag said yesterday, called Justin Herbert elite. Now, I'm, I'm on a wait and see mode. This is complete. The show me state in me. Show me you could back it up because he looked good last year and played in front of no fans or 20% capacity, you could audible at will, what would happen this year? And and I asked Gilbert, I said, do you think he's elite? You cover the Chargers each and every day. He had a nice 65-yard pass through the air last week. But, you know, and he pointed out wisely that when he has played against good defensive minds like Belichick, like Vic Fangio with the Denver Broncos who did beat the Chargers in week Martindale of the Ravens, that uh, all of a sudden when he plays good defensive minds and this is where Spagnola would come into equation – Whenever teams have an answer for him, he's not really responded. Do you think he's elite lead or not?
6: Well, I think he has elite traits, elite talent, and I think there is a difference. I think it's an important difference because, yeah, there's a lot of players, a lot of athletes in, in a lot of sports that have elite traits and talent at what they do. But, yeah, it does have to come to
5: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
6: To a complete package with kind of your mental ability as well and, and just your overall disability to, to overcome, you know, a defensive strategy like that and... You see a, a throw like he had last week, man. There's like 70 yards in the air as he's running to the right, basically. I mean, yeah, is a thing a of beauty. Throw. That kind of stuff is what, you know, it's safe to say he does have an elite arm. But yeah, you're right. He has had struggles this year. I think his offensive coordinator is not helping him much. I think they have a very conservative play calling, uh, you know, strategy for having a guy like Justin Herbert. That'd be like, you know, uh, Patrick Holmes being neutered a little bit. So. I, I don't think the rest of his team is helping him very much, but you also have to overcome that as a quarterback at times, as an elite quarterback. It's only a second year in the league. So I don't think I, – I would not call him elite at this point. He has elite traits, but, and you can see it coming, but you, you do have to at some point win really big games and, and beat really good teams to, over and over to kind of prove, him that, prove that.
0: That's Ron Kopp, at Ron underscore Kopp, K-O-P-P, on Twitter. Lead analyst, ArrowheadPride.com. There's a bunch of fantastic podcasts and articles Over there, and he'll be part of the Arrowhead Pride Radio tomorrow at six o'clock. Ron will dive more into this this game, the X's and O's, who's playing and who's not. Who knows by that time? Who knows what what news we'll have? Hopefully, it's positive news. uh, To be honest with you, but uh, Ron, I'm in finger-cross mode right now. I'm knocking on wood every chance I get um, to get this game underway.
6: Yes, sir. Yeah, let's hope if there's any COVID news, it's that people are coming off the list and then are ready to play. So fingers crossed. I'm with you. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: All right, Ron. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. It's Ron Kopp, lead analyst over at arrowheadpride.com. But yeah, the Chiefs and the Chargers offensively, very similar. I mean, the numbers are almost a spitting image of each other uh, offensively. Defensively, they're not. The Chiefs are going a different direction. and. You know, Ron was talking about some of those garbage touchdowns, but five touchdowns, they've given him five weeks. You kidding me against NFL talent? Seven touchdowns in the last six games. I mean, that, that is just ridiculous numbers the Chiefs team's playing. And the, the, the part that does concern me a bit is, you know, Justin Herbert has a big arm, and when he has time to throw it, he will use it. And if you're not making the quarterback feel uncomfortable, what can happen? I discuss uh, that and more, especially as Chiefs' uh, new blitzing mentality next.
2: This is Bank at Night
3: on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
0: Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Chris Unocero. He can hear Friday night, by the way. Chris will be bringing you the uh, hot takes, but I haven't really heard anything super hot lately. Yeah. no, I, no, just, I bring smoldering. good takes now. So they weren't before. I do have
3: a. I mean, they were. They're. 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 They're much better now. But I, I. I do have a hot take. Oh. Uh. So what was it? I think it was two or three weeks ago. I was on with Sean Levine. He filled in for you. And he was talking about like what what his favorite Christmas movies were, and one of them was Christmas Vacation. And I said I'd never seen it, and I had not at the time. Um. And somebody in the text line on the J Southland Toast Service text line said, "Oh, you haven't lived if you've never seen this movie." That's a good text. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't agree with it at the time, and I don't agree with it now. So I watched it on Sunday. Uh, you know, my girl. I, I said at the beginning of the show, my girlfriend getting into the Christmas spirit. I can recite like every line. Watching, watching. And those. by the
0: way, there's a lot of innuendos in there. Yeah,
3: there is. And she was. She's been watching all the terrible Netflix Christmas movies. The. The one where Vanessa Hudgens, I think is her name, is like talking in a British accent, even though it's like some country, other country. Like New York Brian Kelly go to New Orleans? Yeah, like the day, like she watched one this weekend where the dude from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide was like, uh, like talking to like Santa Claus's daughter or whatever. So like, you know, she she watches the stuff like that. And on Sunday night, we watched Christmas Vacation. And I've been hearing about this movie all the time. Every year. I'm shocked Favest, it has been this long. Favorite, favorite movie. I'm, I don't watch movies, so. <laughs> so we
0: watched. I watched well, it. first I sure as hell don't either, but I've seen that one a I watched times. it f-
3: 31 years on this earth. The first time I watched it was. I saw it a theater, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it was 89 <laughs> is when it came out. So yeah, out I was there. I, was I, I watched it, and I think I chuckled twice. Like chuckled, not laughed out loud. Chuckled twice. It was meh. I, and I was laugh not, when a they person. said, here comes the nutcracker. But at I, this point I, you can't oh, even I, see it's I, nuts. I definitely didn't laugh at that part. I, I think I chuckled when the cat got electrocuted. That was kind of funny. And then like, they pulled up the, the what chair his neighbors, whatever.
0: we're going to fit a tree. That big grease ball. That wasn't funny. Bend over and I'll show you. That was, that I wasn't was, talking to that, you. That wasn't funny. It was funny. That was, that was like a, cl- that was the clever. Todd riding, Margo, but I, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Todd and Margo were ahead of the time. You know what I'm saying? I mean,
3: like it wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't great. I just
0: didn't laugh. Like, what are you laughing at this time of year? I mean, what are you laughing at? You chuckle at the Red Ryder BB gun? I mean, what are you... What that The Christmas oh, the, movies. You talking, I mean, oh, you're talking about the... Or Elf or something. <laughs> or deck the Halls with DeVito. What are you laughing
3: at? I I, I wasn't laughing at that. At Chris, at Christmas vacation. I mean, what
0: are you laughing at then? There's you know, not many out there to make you laugh.
3: Yeah. Bad Santa, maybe? That was funny. Bad Santa was a good movie. I liked, I liked Bad Santa. It was like funnier the first time you watch it. After you watch it enough, it's like it's not as quite as funny because you know where all the points are. But it was it was really funny the first time you watch it. because, like oh my god, the kid like <laughs> like he keeps calling dude Santa. Like that was actually kind of funny. But like yeah, I, I I just couldn't laugh. I I I chuckled at the cat being electrocuted part, and that was it. So I I think it's a little
0: overrated. You, you know, you didn't laugh at Eddie at all. No, I, oh, he was a terrible guy. Talking about his it. dog having he was some leg handed and just oh, letting him oh finish. Oh, God, it was annoying.
3: It was great, man. He was annoying. I even have moose mugs. Yeah, I'm all in it, man. He was annoying. I did not him. like him at all. I'm all in it. I did kind of him. laugh at the pool thing when he was like, hallucinating about the pool. I did kind of laugh at that.
0: he was talking to her at the uh, at the store. Look, Russ, no lines. Oh, and then he was shocked because yeah, Russ was standing there. Yeah, I'm like, dog, yeah, that's your son, bro.
3: He going to snitch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I it, it wasn't that funny, man. You
0: know what tomorrow is?
3: Besides uh, a, December 15th? Tomorrow, I was
0: about to say, it's December 15th. That, that is true statement. <laughs> that's the only thing I know. In four hours, it will be. It is also early signing. Day, the first time. Oh, yeah. If early signing saying, day. Saying, most of them do. Like 80% of the players sign on the early one. Yeah. They yeah. can't wait to do it. It's a fax machine of Palooza. But the bottom line is. The was, only
3: only reason why you would use a fax machine in 2021 unless you're working in an office.
0: But again, I think they, with these coaches moving around all this time, I think they should move it back. Like all the coaches say, move it. just keep it on February. Because right now, these coaches taking these jobs, it's hopping on a plane before you even uh, go smell the leather, your new desk, because you got to get the recruits. Yeah, but I,
3: I, I think a lot of these recruits like it because they, a lot of them leave early anyways. They leave high school early, so they can. Get in a semester early and try to see if they can win a position battle. Oh,
0: or just skip your senior year altogether, like Quinn Ewers, yeah. who's at Texas now, by the way, already in the transfer portal. Yeah, so I, I think that. million bucks later.
3: So I, I I do feel like it could be good for a lot of. I mean, I remember when uh, Josh Freeman did it, when he was at Grandview and he left Grandview early to go to K State because he wanted to get the jump on, on the quarterback battle there. like I, I remember that happening. I remember like, you know what? That makes sense. If you are confident in where you're going and you're confident the coach is going to be there when you get there, then it makes perfect sense why you would want to get there
0: Nothing's early. a done deal until you have the deal, because sometimes moms, right. run away, <laughs> yeah. which they have, run away with your letterman, Ted. But anyway, yes. coming up next, though. <laughs> we'll take a look at the big picture in the AFC, who's good and who's bad. Someone said the Patriots haven't played anybody. Or the color to Dusty last night that I still can't get over. we we'll talk about that next.
2: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City
3: Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.